Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Monday, December 6th. I am your host, John June, and with me, got my guy, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's going on? I mean, what's good? I mean, you know, Sunday was pretty fun. You know, got to get to the game. Uh, Jets-Eagles uh, ended up being actually an entertaining game in that first half, especially. Uh, and rest of, well, week 14, week 13 was uh, pretty good. Uh, some monumental things happened. Congrats to Detroit getting on that, that first dub. So uh, a lot of stars that came out and... But yeah, Dan Campbell got one. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, he can get another one. A lot of stars that came out uh, showed out for you. A lot of stars that did not. But that's why today is the Studs and the Jags, where we will break down all of those guys, the, the top performers, and uh, those guys that mm, not quite so much on the top of the performance list. But starting as we always do, Greg, with the quarterback position, got to start. With K1, Kyler yes, Murray, sir. he is back. He knows no other position as other than the QB1. And he says, give me my spot back. <laughs> 11 pass attempts or 11 completions on 15 attempts, 123 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 10 rush attempts, 59 rushing yards, and two touchdowns on the ground, 30.8 points. Greg, what were your Beautiful. thoughts of k1 finishing as the qb1 yeah you love to see it you love to see that k1 is back you love to see that his first touchdown was the d hop who also came back uh just you know great news arizona was able to hold it down without him but just fantasy land i don't think could hold it down without him so i'm glad he's back uh for for the fantasy managers to to come down you know be one of the leading candidates for fantasy mvp get these get these chips with the people if you, you know, obviously drafted Kyler Murray uh, and you have been basically surviving without him, it feels awesome to get him back right now at this point in time. Absolutely. As you, you kind of make this run here, assuming that you were able to stay alive. And, you know, even on the contrary, I mean, not contrary, but I guess to the other point, like maybe you bought low on Kyler Murray. Like this is, you know, this is what you were kind of waiting for when you did that. So, you know, fantastic performance by by kyler and uh obviously many more to come as we wrap up this fantasy season here but the number two quarterback on the week and greg we were talking about this one uh basically through the first quarter of games on sunday that basically through a quarter tom brady had amassed the passing yardage uh well equal to half of what the uh the guys that played on thursday night got yeah you can already tell what kind of game it was going to be for your quarterback start of the week, Tom Brady, who 38 of 51, 368 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, did have one interception and uh, also lost one rushing yard. But that was good for 28.6 points there. And you also had Atlanta kind of making it a game there as well at, uh, you know, halfway through that game at some point in the third quarter. I think I remember looking up and it was like 20 to 17, which you have to love there. Uh, because that just means more pass attempts for Tom Brady, which we saw here, 51 of them. So, Greg, what are your thoughts here to performance of your start of the week, Tom Brady? 
Yeah, man. Well, once you see that schedule and you see Atlanta, that's that's all you really need to to put in analysis wise. He's 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 playing this uh, really juicy matchup, and he seems to just really uh, destroy this team every time he plays. Doesn't matter who's on the field, what receivers he has. Uh, Tom Brady, the goat, he knows what to do. Uh, so yes, yeah, he's been having an excellent year, um, especially for um, a traditional quarterback. We like to say, you know, not really running running the ball, and he's been killing it all year. No, absolutely. He's he's 100% been killing it. Um, I, you know, definitely. You know, as we came into the season, a lot of the hype was about the guys that have the mobility, right? The Kyler mm-hmm. Murrays, the uh, Patrick Mahomes, Justin mm-hmm. Herberts, Lamar Jacksons, Josh Allen, and you know, we were part of that. You know, Jalen Hurts even, right? Like we were part yep. of that. Like you know, part of you know that that. Um, as with every fantasy, I guess, analyst to this point has been of, of pounding the drum, pounding the table for these mobile uh, quarterbacks in fantasy. But guys like Tom Brady, you know, they somewhat become a value in that way. Uh, and so, you know, a guy like Tom Brady is going to make it here year in and year out. And, you know, I'll still stand by what I said in the in the in the preseason. Right. Like I want the Tom Brady's like floor or the the bottoming out on the Tom Brady day. Uh, is going to be different than what it is for some of these mobile guys because of what their legs do. But uh, definitely the upside is still there with Mr. Brady. Um, Justin Herbert, the quarterback three on the week, 26 of 35, 317 passing yards, three touchdowns, one INT, absolutely demolished the Cincinnati Bengals. The score was not as close as uh, the actually. The score looks closer than it actually the game actually was, which is wild because it looked that way twice, right? Like they yep. were twenty two nothing and then yep. or twenty eight nothing or whatever it was, and then there's twenty twenty eight twenty two or twenty four twenty two, and then that was forty one twenty two. Yep, so it's kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, Jalen or Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert over the last three weeks is the number one quarterback in terms of fancy points per game at just over 26 points so just when i uh was talking bad about the man just went out and he's just showing me out here man and just continuing to show what he's been doing or what he can do as one of the top quarterbacks in in the league and in fantasy yeah definitely a great week by him a great week from this chargers team getting that one on the road to uh against cincinnati uh yeah herbert showing some consistency now uh last three weeks if he's getting that high average uh was providing you a great floor then um and this is the herbert we expected you know every week from uh beginning of the season absolutely uh, i'm rounding out this top 12 here man matthew stafford coming in as the qb4 zach wilson coming in as the quarterback five Taysom hill six Kirk Cousins seven jared goff eight big ben nine gardner Minshew ten Tua Tungavailoa, 11, and Lamar Jackson coming in as the QB 12. Greg, any of these top performances, these top 12 performances stuck out to you in any way? Uh, definitely. I mean, Taysom Hill, of course, you know, just automatically put him in there. Gardner Minshew, though, holding it down for all the Jalen Hurt managers that, you know, last-minute scratches uh, to get Gardner Minshew. If you, you did that play, uh, he helped out for you. Um, did a, better than a lot of quarterbacks this week, so, yeah, good win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Tua, I mean, again, just having another top 12 performance yep. or another quarterback one week, uh, you know, Big Ben 
Uh, obviously, that's not one that we we expect in here a lot, but he's he's done it a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then Kirk Cousins, like even in a bad loss, yeah, you know, true, just still finishing as a top twelve quarterback. So you you love to see that. Um, you know, honorable mention. I'm gonna throw out one. Uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, it was I said borderline. Back. Crazy. Yeah, borderline. <laughs> said, borderline. <laughs> borderline. So he finished as the QB thirteen. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was definitely good to see anybody else, uh, that stuck out to you in, in a positive manner, Greg. Um, no, a great I mean, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a scores wise. It was a very low scoring week. And cause I'm seeing top 15 people like this is usually not a, a top a QB 15 week, but yeah. Yeah. And, and how bad the scoring was, how low it was at the position, uh, what does it say that Patrick Mahomes still couldn't get a top 15 finish? I mean, one rushing touchdown, finish. no passing touchdowns. They, I mean, they're all these wins are from the defense. Gotta say, definitely their last like three or four wins have come defensively, except like the the Raiders game. Um, I mean, they get the Raiders again though, so you know, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, over the last three three games, Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback seven, which is not terrible. But it's not. It's not Patrick. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah, he's been finishing. He's still getting QB one weeks. I mean, he's had some bottom out weeks for sure. Um, but like his ceiling is still one of the highest. Is why he's still finishing like still overall top five quarterback. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's um on the season. He's the quarterback nine in fantasy points per game. Uh, behind Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. So not quite the advantage that we may have thought, but yeah, you know, I think that there's a, uh, it's probably, you know, he, he it's probably not going to happen at this point this year, right. That he, you know, goes on this nuclear pace that we maybe thought, um, you know, but he's also Patrick Mahomes. So he could also turn around and throw four touchdowns next week. Oh yeah. So, against, Against Vegas, I, I think he will. He had five against him a couple weeks ago, so yeah. Mm, I think uh, think Greg's might might be. Uh, he, oh yeah, never mind. All right, well, moving on to the uh, well, I guess Taylor Heineke. That's the last of starts of the week that I have for you. you used, you've used them all up. I got nothing left for you. Uh, both times he dudded me. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe do I blame Derek Carr on this one? Because he was also not great in this game. Uh, but I don't Four know. Four wins. I mean, you know, Haneke is getting you wins. There you go. Haneke is getting wins, but they're not helping my <laughs> fantasy team. So, um, But Derek Carr, I mean, I th- I thought that he would have, a, a you know, a little bit of a down day without Darren Waller. That's like his security blanket, um, you know. You already lost Henry Ruggs. Now you now you lose Darren Waller. Yeah, uh, that's got to be a, a big deal there for Derek Carr. Um, but any other quarterbacks that you know disappointed you yesterday, Greg? Yesterday, not really. I mean, now the the names that I'm seeing that didn't do well are names I probably expect down here. And Dak was the only one from Thursday night, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, let's move on to the running back position. And the run- number one running back on the week, Javante Williams. Man. Sir. I mean, what 
we've we've been saying like, oh <laughs> hey, wait till this moment that, that Melvin Gordon is out. But I cannot tell you <laughs> that I saw this coming when when the 922 I, when, game too. Like, yeah, correct, right? In a game where your team only scores nine points, the other team only scores 22. To to walk out of here as the number one running back, 23 carries, 102 rushing yards, nine targets for six receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Did lose a fumble, would have had a, more than a 30-point day. Instead, ends up with 29.8. But, Greg, thoughts on the performance here by the rookie, Javante Williams? Yeah, he, he was freed by injury, but, you know, that's that's what it comes down to. We like that he, you know, was able to make the most of his opportunity here for, for those Javante Williams managers. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we know this is what, uh, you know, can happen when he has the, the workhorse role. He was a leader in missed tackles when um, in college. He's one of the leaders in missed tackles this year. Uh, this man is a, is a very elusive back. He's very skilled. So, uh, I mean... You know, keep an eye on Melvin Gordon's status, but, uh, you know, if he's out, he's an RB1 locked and loaded. 100% locked and loaded RB1. Um, I, I don't have it here in front of me. I'll probably be able to pull it up. But Javante Williams, I know the schedule down the stretch is nice. And like we always talk about with these rookie running backs, they have so much juice in them right now, like as especially as the season yeah. gets, you know, the season starts to get closer to an end here. And Javante Williams is showing you something that maybe people, a lot of people didn't think that he had, which is this these receiving chops as well, right? Gets nine targets in a game, is able to walk out with 76 receiving yards. And then in terms of the schedule, we get Detroit next week. Mm-hmm. We get Cincinnati. We get Las Vegas. And then we get the Chargers. So these are this is a really good stretch here for Javante Williams. I know it didn't make sense. You know, probably didn't make sense to buy with a healthy Melvin Gordon, but these are the types of high, these are the types of high upside moves that you have to make around this time of year to put yourself in a position to make a deep playoff run in your fantasy league. Yeah, so, definitely. He he can he has league winner written all over him. Absolutely, 110 uh, percent. Definitely love the love that there. Uh, the RB two on the week, man, David Montgomery. 21 carries, 90 90 rushing yards, a touchdown, also got nine targets here, eight receptions, 51 receiving yards. That was good for 28.1 PPR points there. Greg, your thoughts on the on the performance here by Monty? Yeah, especially in, in another ugly performance by their team. Andy Dawn threw four picks. Uh, this offense just wasn't good at all, but he seems to be the one uh, bright spot always um, just getting it done. The volume was crazy. Uh, with 29 total touches. Uh, you'd love to see that. Um, just, yeah, a guy that's going to, you know, have his volume no matter what. Um, continue to be RB1 down the, stri- down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, he's been having some, you know, he had a few disappoint- disappointing games back to back. And, you know, definitely bounced back in a big way here. So, the nine nine targets is definitely a number you'd like to see. Curious to see what happens here. Do we get Justin Fields inserted back into the lineup, or do we continue to see Andy Dalton out there? Uh, we know that Justin Fields. I mean, they're definitely going to still run the ball, but it means less targets potentially here for David Montgomery in the pass game. Also, could mean uh, less you know rushing opportunities, especially around the goal line as well. So. 
definitely something to watch out for. But you hope that whatever they decide to do, David Montgomery continues to be the engine for this Chicago Bears offense. Speaking of engines, Jonathan (laughs) Taylor. Greg, imagine if I told you when we were – we had this thing, right? DJT. VJT. Imagine back then when we started this movement for VJT. If I would have told you that Jonathan Taylor would walk it out of a game with 32 rush attempts, Greg, how would you feel about that? I would say it happened on the Buffalo game as well. So, you know, 32, two of the last three oh, weeks. The Buffalo game didn't happen at that point. We were still Oh, oh the Buffalo like game didn't happen. Two, at that you know. Oh, week one, week two. Oh, yeah. If you tell me. Then oh yeah, I would have been like it's all worth it. Whatever this is, all the all the <laughs> what did it cost? <laughs> yeah, what did it cost? Nothing, every... but it was worth everything. <laughs> every... <laughs> but I'm here for it. Carries 143 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, did lose a fumble. JT, you could lose. I mean, not endless amount of fumbles, but you could lose one a week at this point, and I would forgive you for him every week. 24.3 PPR points. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by JT? Yeah, he's killing, man. I mean, 20, at least 20 rushing carries now in three of the last four weeks. They're truly feeding him this ball. Uh, he's got the bye next week, so that's the only thing that can stop him right now. Uh, and, and even then, he'll be, he'll be nice and fresh for, for playoff time. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that's exactly, all that's man. Right. You just give him, <laughs> give him some time off, bro. I mean, the bye week is a perfect time. Yeah, perfect time. Right for the nice playoff time. push. Yep, yep. Um. Rounding out this top 12 here, man, Josh Jacobs, RB4, Leonard Fournette, the RB5, Antonio Gibson, 6, Sonny Michelle, 7, Alexander Madison, 8, Devontae Freeman, 9, Kenneth Gainwell, 10, James Conner, 11, and Travis Homer coming in at 12. Greg, who in this top 12 sticks out to you? Uh, Definitely... I'm impressed with AG, his his stretch right now. Um, he's you know after that very slow start. Um, you know we all well drafted AG as our RB one, and he's kind of filling out now towards the late in the season. JD McKissick banged up. Uh, I think this is a definitely a, a expectation um, down the stretch. Hundred percent. I mean AG's 17, almost 18 PPR points. Over his last three games, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, it's definitely higher than that over his last two. I'd like to see the involvement in the past game as well. We're curious to see how long Jamie Kissick is going to be out, but uh, you know, curious to see if this continues to hold because, you know, my I had AG coming in the year. He was like 15 or se- somewhere between 15 and 17 for me mm-hmm. in terms of running backs, and it all had to do with how much of this pass game work does he get. We saw J.D. McKissick continue to be a thorn in his side. Without J.D. McKissick, though, that pass that he gets that pass game yep. work, is able yep. to walk out of here with six targets. You love that. Uh, another guy who I had similar concerns for uh, but has seemingly been getting involved in the pass game, Josh Jacobs had nine targets yesterday, nine catches. Uh, so that, finishes, that allows him to finish as a top four running back. And I, I've said this all along, right, like, it's not about talent for me with some of these guys, right? It's about situations. And Josh Jacobs is one of those guys. Like, I know he can catch the football. It's just, are the Raiders going to throw it to him? And right. now you see that happen. And we Kenny get Drake out for the year, too. Yeah, Kenyon Drake out for the year. So, 
it's just wheels up for here for for Josh Jacobs in terms of the amount of volume that he'll get. Uh, Sony Michelle uh, filled in really good here for Daryl Henderson as the lead running back. Uh, so that's just another thing, right? If you were able to pick up Sony Michelle, if you if you were the Daryl the Daryl Henderson yep. manager, make sure especially at this time of year to have these guys scooped up, right? Like James yep. Conner, if we, even if we assume he's the lead back going forward, like, like Chase Edmonds is out there in leagues, like go scoop him up because at any moment, one of these guys could go down. So especially in these high level, right? I'm not saying to go pick up, you know, the, the, the Houston backfield, right? Like I'm not telling you to go get that person, but what we're saying is these backfields that have some value in them, if a guy where if a guy goes down, there's conceivably a guy that walks into a potential top 24 value because of the situation or the opportunities that he'll get. So just be on the lookout for those. Um, in terms of some honorable mentions here, uh, Elijah Mitchell uh, finishes the RB 13 tying mm-hmm. with Austin Eckler, so definitely like that. Also, Miles Sanders had himself a big day. Uh, he didn't. Sc- I don't believe he scored a touchdown. Um, but was able to have a uh, a big day there on Sunday. Um, Greg, any other running backs that you want to shout out here? Um, Tony Pollard, you know, did, did pretty well. Saquon Barkley as well, finishing uh, with, with a decent day. Um, actually, just getting a lot of volume receiving-wise, pretty much six receptions for 19 yards. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, nah, other than that, I mean, the two Chiefs running backs for both being finishing his RB twos, uh, so that's definitely nice for them. Definitely. Uh, and then I hate to do it to you, bro, but there's only one Jag on the on the week, man, and his name is Joe Mixon. Damn, not Zeke, yo. <laughs> oh shoot. I'm sorry, yeah. Zeke too. I, you know what? He finished so far down. I think that I probably <laughs> missed him. That's what probably what it was. Mm, um, yeah, it's probably Joe. Yeah, just Joe though. After that, I mean, for Sunday, yeah, it's just Joe. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, Miles Gaskin. Yeah, he was having a little stretch where we were starting to rely on him again for sure. Yeah, uh, that's the thing with Gaskin, man. Right? Like, if you take those touchdowns away from him, like his weeks have not been looking that great, which is Kind of why I'm like, eh. Like, we like Miles Gaskin because he was getting 10 catches or, like, nine nine catches in a game. Like, that's the Miles Gaskin we remember. But that's yeah. not the Miles Gaskin we're getting. Like, we get that Miles Gaskin every, like, once in a while. Yeah, no, I mean, they've made him more of a rusher this year. They've definitely just given him more of a, a carries work rather than, uh you know, volume and the receiving work. I wonder why. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Um. All right, I think that's it for running backs. Let's move yeah. on to Greg's favorite position, the wide receivers. Sure. And the number one wide receiver on the week, man. We've been talking about this guy for a minute, just like, yeah, look at all these catches and all these yards, and he's not getting he's not getting any touchdowns. And you got Justin Jefferson here, 14 targets, 11 receptions, 182 receiving yards, one touchdown reception, also got in on a, on the rushing attempts. There with one carry for four yards, 35.6 PPR points there. Greg, thoughts on Baby Moss here? Yeah, this was this was this was what's up. I mean, 182, uh, 14 targets, uh, great volume, uh, just great catch rate. Uh, doing doing what he's got to do as an alpha receiver. Had him feeling banged up now, so the 
I mean, it can only go up, man. It's, it's, it can only go up. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I was making all these gestures over here. If you can't see, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, obviously you're watching on YouTube, you can see all the things I was doing. Uh, but no Adam Thielen means like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like twenty, yeah. we're hearing a twenty target number right here. Yeah, that's, bro, that's what I'm like, expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that means everything. That means he gets everything now. Red zone yeah. touch, red zone passes. Yep. yep. Jefferson, uh, would expect Tyler Conklin to realistically get a bump as well, though, uh, with with no Adam Thielen. So, uh, you got no Adam Thielen, no Dalvin Cook. Like these these targets, these opportunities, they gotta go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the wide receiver two on a week. Uh, one of my one of my favorites, man, Deontay Johnson, 11 targets, eight receptions, 105 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions, 30.5 PPR points. I mean, look, when the team that finds Antonio Brown literally compares a player in their scouting report to Antonio Brown, I gotta I gotta believe it to be true. <laughs> and so Deontay Johnson, a wide receiver, two in a week. Greg, thoughts on the performance by DJ here. Uh, yeah, one of the more definitely one of the most consistent wide receivers in fantasy. Just finishing as your, you know, that giving you safe wide receiver one week, and so now this gives you that blow up week. Uh, you love to see it. I mean, he's gonna continue to just be so so money for you down the stretch because he's gonna get ten targets every week. I mean, you gotta love it. I mean, ten targets every week. Only every better week, than that. Man. Eleven. Yep. Or maybe 17, like Chris Godwin got <laughs> as the wide receiver three on Sunday. 17 targets, 15 Ooh. receptions, 143 receiving yards. Who needs a touchdown when you catch the ball 15 times in the PPR yep. league? Did also add nine uh, nine rushing yards, though, on one attempt. 30.2 PPR points there. Greg, thoughts on the performance here by Chris Godwin? I mean, yeah, when Tom Brady came over, we all knew the his, his money receiver would be Chris Godwin. I mean, because – uh, other than AB, when he was when he's out, like this is this is his this type of receiver, uh, short intermediate uh type of receiver, and he he's getting it done no matter what. Uh, Mike Evans definitely is more of the touchdown dependent guy, but Chris Godwin is just so safe. Yeah, I mean Chris Godwin without AB is like yeah like, as safe as it can get yeah. here. Um, you know, yeah, Chris Godwin was just absolutely balling. There's nothing left to say. Uh, we're rounding out this top 12 here. Would you look at that? T. Higgins, again. Back to back. Uh, in the top 12, finishing as the, Q- as the wide receiver four. Cooper Cup, the wide receiver five. Amon Ross St. Brown matching his season total in one game. Uh, that is a joke. I don't know if that's actually true. I doubt it. Uh, Keenan Allen, the wide receiver seven here. Russell Gage, the wide receiver eight. Elijah yes, Moore, the wide receiver nine. Deontay Harris, oh. the wide receiver ten. Tyler Lockett, the wide receiver 11, and then C.D. Lamb tying with Hunter Renfro for the wide receiver 12. Greg, which of these uh, top 12 performances stuck out to you, man? Uh, you know, anytime Elijah Moore is in that top 12, you, you love to see that. And shout out to my man, Hunter Renfro, man. You know, one of the more unappreciated receivers in the league. Finally getting his wide receiver one, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, Hunter Renfro has been balling, especially, you know, no seat, no, no Darren Waller. That's got to be more love for, for Hunter Renfro there. Uh, obviously, you know, I'll, you know, nothing excites me more than in this segment than however many times Elijah Moore ends up in this top 12 wide receiver list. So I love that. Also, Keenan Allen 
yeah. he's making way on that on that. Oh yeah, he's getting there. You know, You're that, right. He's trying he's to get. Down. He's trying to get me there. He's trying to get us there. <laughs> got two touchdown receptions this week, so hopefully we can get uh, another two in, in a few weeks, depending on when he next plays, which we'll talk about in a minute here. Hey, we uh, can just then, we'll just make it points per game, you know, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I needed him to score touchdowns to get there from a points per game perspective. That's the point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. And then, uh, you know, T. Higgins, again, I mean, I know we referenced it off the top, but T. Higgins uh, just continuing the ball out there. Yep. Uh, people had left him for dead uh, there, but he's continuing the ball. And then, uh, yeah, Tyler Lockett, um, you know, finally, the yards have been there, finally got in the end zone this week. So that, that was uh, definitely good to see there. Uh, some honorable mentions, though, Greg. You got anybody that you want to shout out? Um, of course, Michael Pittman, um, doing what he's got to do in a, another a safe win. This Colts team, you know, dominated, but for him to get that stat line is, is awesome. Uh, again, leader in targets and, and receptions, uh, Mike Evans and Van, um, doing what they got to do. Van stepping up now, uh, with the Robert Woods injury. So that'd be, he could get, get intrigue, wide receiver three intrigue, some wide receiver two weeks down the stretch. Definitely. Uh, Jalen Waddle again, just continuing you know, if you have Jalen Waddle in PPR league, like you cannot yeah. be upset at this man yeah, right now. Yeah, word, word. Uh, Definitely got him for a good price too. For sure, uh, Mike Williams. Uh, again, since I called him out, I mean, look, is it me or is Mike Williams? His recent production coincide with like Justin Herbert's. Like, are those two, those two kind of go hand in hand here? Like, it's like Herbert's blow up weeks only come when when Mike Williams go blow up. Uh, I don't know. I don't I mean, know, we'll have to do more some more see, research on this. COVID list for Keenan Allen, so it might be a nice couple of weeks for Mike Williams. Either him or Jalen Guyton is another guy that, that showed up True. well. I wasn't going to put him on the list because I was like, oh, there's no way Jalen Guyton will be fantasy relevant <laughs> next week. And sure enough, like Greg just said, Keenan Allen, if you're listening to this, you probably already know, is on the COVID list. So uh, we just found out a few minutes before we started recording. So uh, Tyler Boyd also seems like if we know that the Bengals are going to find themselves in some negative game script, Tyler Boyd definitely seems like a guy that we might want to target in those situations. Now we got to talk about the Jags. And DK Metcalf is back on this list again. Um, where is that confidence meter at now, Greg? Are we? Well, I was at a, a two and a half. Oh, three, because I said he was DK, but... So yeah, it's still it's definitely at a strong two, like a strong two. Strong two. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm playing Hunter Renfro over him now every week. Like I'm playing uh of course you're playing Tyler Lock over him. You're playing All right. Would you play Marquise Brown next week or DK Metcalf? Oh, Hollywood, for sure. Yeah. Uh Jamar Chase next week or DK Metcalf? Jamar Chase, yeah. Also. Van um, Jefferson or DK Metcalf? Van. Taking Van, too. Mm. He, him and Odell are like, that's what they're at. They're at that same range. <laughs> <laughs> no, DK, not the Odell bucket. What did you do to put yourself there? Oh, oh man, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, so, I mean, I did talk about Hollywood. He ended up on this, on the Jags list. Jamar Chase also ends up on the Jags <laughs> list. Uh, Brandon Ayuk also going to end up here as well. True. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Mm, 
not quite sure what happened there. Yeah. Seven targets. He's still, I mean, he always gets targets. It's crazy. Darnell Mooney next week or DK Metcalf? Uh, Darnell Mooney still. I think I'm going to take Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Justin Fields is starting. Does it change your answer? No, it doesn't. It doesn't change your answer. Okay. I think in that case, I'm going to go DK Metcalf. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Seattle's got uh, Houston next week, so. I mean, maybe, yeah. Is it in Houston? Um, does it matter because it's a dome? I just feel okay. like a dome would be, I don't know. Uh, like, it is in Houston, like yeah. Pass going. It isn't a dome? Yeah. I mean, you and you're playing against a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then the Bears got Green Bay next week. Yeah. Uh, you know. <sighs> yeah, I think I will go DK. Yeah, back go after. DK, yeah. All right, let's move on to the tight end position. The uh, number one tight end on the week, Brandon Ayuk ended up being a Jag. So, naturally, targets had to go somewhere. Yep. And he was playing Seattle. So, George Kittle, 12 targets, 9 catches, 180. I hadn't seen this stat line until just now. Yeah, he killed. 181 receiving yards. Yeah, he killed. And two touchdowns. Also added a rush attempt for five yards. He really did take up Debo Samuel's work. 39.6 PPR points here. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by George Kittle? He's making up for his injury weeks, you know, in the, in the points category. So he had to give up one of these. He had to give us one of these uh, historic tight end weeks. Uh, this was awesome. 881 yards um, on non-reception. So that man was moving down this field for this team. Uh, gotta love it. Uh, George Kittle, as long as he's healthy, he should be right here. No, absolutely, man. Love George Kittle. Um, Got to love that performance there by him. The next tight end here, the tight end two on the week, Dallas Goddard, six catches, six targets, 105 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions. Two touchdowns were both before the half there. Uh was just nothing the Jets could do to stop him. 28.5 PPR points yesterday. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Dallas Goddard? Yeah, uh, definitely good to see him live. He's even better live. But, you know, I mean, we knew the Eagles wanted to, you know, had the luxury to trade Zach Ertz because we knew how special this guy was. Dallas Goddard is a stud. He just was playing secondary to Ertz but was the better player, and I'm glad he's getting his shine now. Definitely uh, Dallas Goddard. I mean, we, we talked about it. The Jets cannot defend tight end position. Uh, There's one of the one of the, one of the, the spots to target. Uh, so definitely when Goddard, you know, when he was, when he, he had to be licking his chops when he saw this Bruh, matchup. Yeah. Here. Yeah. First, um, within the first two drives, he had two touches. Two with, yeah. Within the Eagles first, yeah, well, yeah within yeah. the Eagles first two drives, he had already scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, he was just absolutely killing, uh, the tight end three on the week, Rob Gronkowski, eight targets, four catches, 50 yards, two touchdowns, 21.8 PPR points there. Greg, your thoughts on the performance here by Gronk? Gronk would also excellent year uh, PP, uh, PPR points wise, like points per game wise. I mean, he when he's plays, he's he's been money for Tom Brady, uh, and he's got Buffalo next week. Um, just good schedule. It doesn't matter really matter what uh, he's got. He's been the main guy for Tom Brady. Yeah, just absolutely been been killing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, points per game wise, Rob Gronkowski. Is the tight end one? There you go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's what's up. 
Yeah, points per game wise, 16.1 PPR points. Uh, Travis Kelsey sits here as a tight end two. Mark Andrews three. George Kittle four. Dawson Knox five. Darren Waller also tied for five. And TJ Hawkinson seven. If you must know, Kyle Pitts is down at eight. Uh oh no, sorry, Sorry. down at eleven. Down eleven. Okay, okay. Um, but before I get more even more sidetracked. TJ Hawkinson was a tight end four this week. There you go. There you Logan go. Logan Thomas five. Tyler Conklin six. Mike Gusecki seven. See, I told you, right? Call out Mike Gusecki. <laughs> and of course, you know, I'm a tight end one week for sure. Uh, 11 targets too. Wow, fantastic. Brock Wright. Now we're in, t- did you catch a touchdown or mm-hmm. not territory? Mm-hmm. And I don't know Brock Wright. Uh, Evan Ingram, I know you. Tyler Higby, the tight end 10. Ryan Griffin, did you catch you a go. touchdown? Tight end 11. And Dalton Schultz, tight end 12. Nice. Uh, any of these top 12s stuck out to you? Uh, always love to see me some Tyler Conklin as a tight end one. Um, I mean, Logan Thomas with his last tight end one performance of the year. So He was on it. pace, man. <laughs> He was. He was gonna do it, man. He was gonna outscore Hawk, man. I had it. It was. He was on pace. He, he was, was gonna, gonna do it. it. Oh, man. Uh, Ricky Shields Jones. He's gonna be back now. Yeah, but I think we're talking about like seventy percent of a tight end, and it's like, do you really want that? <laughs> I mean, the matchups are still gonna be good. Ryan Griffin scored yeah. a touchdown yeah. against Philly. Ricky Shields right. Jones against Philly twice. You know. So, but that's assuming Ricky Shields Jones is healthy. John sure. Bates, you know. Nah, nah, see that? Nah, that's, that's what is that where it stops? Will you not play John Bates against Philly? <laughs> nah, nah, I can't do that. I'm not. That's too. Cheap. <laughs> nah, yo. Hey, at least you can afford to see him do it once and then true. try to do it again. True, true, so, true. Like, oh, I, last I, I time can't. I played Philly. <laughs> Definitely gonna go John Bates stream of the week against Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it in now, and if he. If he exceeds, if he has a top 12 performance, you can pretty much write me in for start of the week for the next performance, the next Yeah, time. there you go. <laughs> uh, Jags at the tight end position. Uh, my start of the week, Zach Ertz. Duh. Uh, Mark Andrews, Pat Fryermuth. Noah Fant. That is one I feel like deserves a discussion. Yeah. What are you doing with Noah Fant if you're the Noah Fant manager? Over the last three games, he's averaging seven and a half PPR points. Uh, it's good enough for tight end 22. Um, it's, it's tough. I mean, usually I think if you could find a better matchup, someone there, I, I think that's the move. I mean, Noah Fant, it's not like he's on – a high-powered offense or a lot of reasons. Like he struggles to outscore his own tight uh, like his second tight on the scene. <laughs> so like, guys like Pat Farmer, if you got to probably put over him, like Schultz, I think you might have to put him in. Tyler Conklin, I think you can probably put over him uh, right now. Uh, Jack Doyle? Jack Doyle? Yeah. I mean, he's averaging yeah. two more yeah. points. During that span, <laughs> just had to throw it out there. They got the buy next well, week, so not next week. So well, if you're oh, Noah fan, if you're the Noah fan manager, are you going to pick up Tyler Conklin? Yeah, especially with the Thielen injury, if it's, if it's long term, um, possibly yeah, you get more 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 some more targets bump for him. Yeah, I think I will make that move. Ricky Seals Jones. Yeah, Ricky Seals Jones as well. Yep. 
but not John just, Bates. Just those two. No, not John Bates, though. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go Komet. I think Go Komet. I make that move. Yep. Okay. Um, what happens if you have Mike Kosecki and Noah Fant? You start Mike Kosecki? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. so it might be out there, man. Never know. Uh, yeah, yeah Dawson Knox. See, I would much rather I would much rather be one of those people that knows like in the first two weeks of the season whether I have a tight end or not, right? Like, because you could just be like that guy that has no fan or that person in your league that has no oh, fan. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm chilling. Oh, yeah. I don't need yeah. I don't need to get Dawson Knox. <laughs> Oh, because he was sitting there. That was, yeah, the guy that was sitting there for a couple weeks, just cheap for free. Him, yeah. Dan Arnold, uh, for a little bit, um, just sitting there. I mean, he fell off, but, you know, I mean, he got also got hurt. Note to self, in Five the future, Fimer. I will do this. Because Hawkinson, right, like, I've, I've expressed this to you privately for sure, but Hawkinson <laughs> has been irking me <laughs> these last yo, couple of weeks. He's giving you title one weeks, though, yo. No, yeah, yeah, you got guys title one week, that's fine. Uh-huh. I mean... <laughs> Like, I was ready to replace him, had Logan Thomas in the bag, ready to go. Like, all right, we're doing this. Uh, But I think from now on, like, even if I don't know I'm going to be – even if I know or I think that the guy I have is is a good one, I'm still going to try to get the other tight end because I'm like, forget it. Let me get both because even if I don't have – even if now I have two good tight ends, like, I can always trade one or now one becomes a trade piece or – you know, you could always start two tight ends occasionally, right? So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's that on that side of the conversation. Just going to run through some injuries and then we're going to head into the waiver portion of this. But uh, on the injury front, Keenan Allen, like we led with, he's out on the COVID list uh, on COVID IR. So, don't know what his status is going to be um, in terms of, you know, will he be, I don't know if he's vaccinated or unvaccinated. So I don't know if he'll be able to play this week or we'll have to wait another week. So just, you know, be, you know, just, I guess, uh, you know, keep your eye, eyes and ears out and, you know, try to follow the news and any updates that come with that. Uh, Corey Davis, he's out for the year with a core muscle injury. Uh, so that's, you know, potentially even more bumps for Elijah Moore. Um, Tyrod Taylor, he is out multiple weeks with a, with a uh, wrist injury. So. Davis Mills will get some starts there. Uh, and then Marlon Humphrey for the Baltimore Ravens, the cornerback, the all-pro corner, is out for the year with a torn pectoral muscle. Uh, you're probably wondering, John, we don't usually cover IDPs, but this is going to be good news for, you know, if you're attacking this Baltimore Ravens defense, because I think this is going to hurt their secondary a little bit. Uh, we saw what, it, you know, what how they were rocky at the start when, you know, when they lost Marcus Peters. Thinking you got a similar effect here, and, and Marlon Humphrey, it being a better player, I think it, it can have a more cascading effect here across the defense. So definitely keep that in mind as we move forward these next couple of weeks. Greg, your or who do you have here? I mean, in terms of running backs, I know it's tough out there, but yeah. is there somebody that we can try to scoop up that may be out there, maybe potentially in our league? Uh, so the only ones I'm looking at are Kenneth Gainwell and Tevin Coleman. I mean, Kenneth Gainwell, 12% rostered. Uh, he did play well over the, uh, yesterday only because Miles Sanders, uh, apparently did tweak and injury himself. Um, I believe 
He got a. Hmm. He was ruled out of the, the game. Yeah, he and yeah, he was ruled out. He was ruled out of the game. Uh, with the ankle injury late in that game. So, um, if Miles Sanders is also hurt with uh, Jordan Howard being banged up as well, and Boston Scott, you know, coming over his illness, Kenneth Gainwell uh, will definitely get a lot of targets and get a lot of work um, down the stretch. Tevin Coleman, uh, as long as Michael Carter's out, he seems to be the number one uh, running back in this offense. Uh, Ty Johnson didn't really get much work until garbage time. Um, so, yeah, uh, those are the two guys. Tevin Coleman's also 41% rostered. I think Michael Carter's probably on, still a week away. So I think those two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it's tough out there. So, um, you know, we're, we're basically fighting for scraps at this moment. Yeah. Wide receiver, usually a position that has uh, some leftovers available to us. But what is out there on the uh, waiver wire at this point in time during the season? Yeah, the only one I'm putting waivers in, in for or bad money. Uh, I had Deontay Harris here, but he's suspended looking like. Uh, so it's for, unfortunate for that. Uh, and other than that, MVS, I mean, he's on by. So you can scoop him up right now. Uh, but, um, so for free, so you won't have to do that, but he's, I think the only guy that intrigues me down the stretch, like season long, cause he's the only, the target number has been nice for him the last couple of weeks. Uh, also he's the only kind of receiver that besides Devonte that's going to stretch the field for the seam. Uh, so he's got averaging nine and a half targets the last two weeks. So I'll come on with the bye week going against Chicago, uh, then Baltimore. So, um, could be used. Yeah, I like that one a lot. One that actually came to mind for me today uh, with the news that he plans to be activated off the injured reserve, that's Julio Jones. Uh, And I say that only because there's no receiver to speak of in Tennessee right now. Number number one, I mean, Nick Nick Westbrook-Akine is the current number one receiver. Julio Jones, in my expectation, would come back to immediately being the number one guy. How long he holds on to that status for, I'm not sure. But he was let go in some leagues, um, especially if you don't have IR spots. So definitely is a guy that I would look to potentially add. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Greg, who are you looking to add uh, potentially at tight end position this week? Uh, yeah, the only one I'm looking at is uh, Ricky Sills Jones, uh, you know, with – if he's able to come off of injury, you know, he did play decent and well in, in some weeks in relief of Logan Thomas throughout the year. Um, so if he's able to come back, um, I'm willing to put some fab money on him um, for Washington down, uh, down the stretch. If not, then, I mean, you might be forced to get done. your boy John Bates. <laughs> the schedule is just, just as nice. The schedule hasn't changed. Just the players. Yep, no, definitely. Uh, and what about quarterback, Greg? What are we doing there? Uh, so quarterback number one, you already know. I don't still know why. It's still under thirty. It's only at thirty-four percent. Taysom Hill, if he's going to start, it's easy logic. He's going to be QB one. Uh, had four interceptions and still finishes a QB six or eight. Uh, so definitely plug and play him. After that, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at thirty-two percent. Uh, he's continuing to get it done for this team fantasy-wise. Uh, doing what he's got to do. Um, so he's been a serviceable quality streamer uh, for the last, like, I don't know, six or seven weeks. Uh, he's 39, 32% rostered. Uh, next after that, Tua Tagovailoa, 41 weeks, 41% uh, rostered. 
Um, he's definitely another name that, you know, he's been playing well uh, and actually has, has a decent schedule too down the stretch for him. Uh, he is on last, by this week. Sorry. He's on by this week. I, just, I did want to just, yeah. uh, I failed to mention which teams are on by, uh, but the Indianapolis Colts, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, Philadelphia Eagles, those are the four teams on by. Uh, yeah. But Tua makes, if you are playing in week 15, they do play the New York Jets. Yep. So that's a fantastic matchup, and I believe they're at home for that game. So uh, if you are, you know, again, playing a week 15 playoff, you want to get your quarterback a week ahead, don't want to have to spend fab next week. Uh, teams might not prioritize them. Two is definitely a good one to go get. Yeah. They play the – they're at home to the Jets, and then after that at the Saints and then at Tennessee. So that's pretty nice. And then – what? Hold up. That is a – yeah, beautiful yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, two's got Jets and then New Orleans and then and, Tennessee and Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 15, 16, two 17. might have like a league-winning schedule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Add him tomorrow, <laughs> please. And then lastly, uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, always you know gonna give you some serviceable week. Um. He's giving wins for the the Washington football team. I think for deeper leagues, for deeper formats, especially, um, he can be a play. But that's probably the order. I'm going to have it. Taysom, Jimmy G, Tua, and then Heineke. Definitely like that. I mean, Tua would probably be two if it wasn't if he wasn't on bye this week, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Yep, yeah, for sure, for sure. Season, yeah, rest so of the season, I, I think, two is that second right after Taysom Hill. So I think if you're, if you're a manager that is looking for – you know, some, uh, you know, basically just, you know, doesn't need to win next week, but you, you obviously looking for an eye towards the playoffs side too, would be the guy I would prioritize over him. I mean, I honestly like the, like the idea of maybe combining Taysom Hill and Tua for the playoff run. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Cause, Cause both Tua are available. The, yeah. Yep. They're both available. Taysom gets the jets this week. Yep. So you can go to the, you can get, Back-to-back games against the Jets. Yep. And then you can decide based on, like, you know, my opponent. Do I need some upside? What do I need to do? Uh, you can go, you know, against New Orleans. or Yeah, that's actually because they play each other. That's crazy. So, oh, word. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's decisions, decisions. Yeah. So, definitely, uh, I like that one there. Um, I think that's really it. Uh, other than that, you know, enjoy the rest of your week 13. Uh, remember to stay on it. And if you've been knocked out of the playoffs, I mean, look, I almost thought I was knocked out of the playoffs in my, one of my leagues yesterday. I, I almost went, you know, I was almost very upset about it. But I woke up this morning, fresh set of eyes, looked at it again, and I was like, oh, wait, I, I'm i actually kind of in no matter what. Um, so, centrally, well, not no matter what, uh, not to get, like, outscored by a ridiculous amount next week. But, yeah, so, you know, regardless of what happens, just keep paying attention, right? Again, we say this all the time, uh, but you're going to want to know who, you know, next year when we're all drafting Javante Williams, like, really high, you're gonna be like, well, who's Javante Williams? And you're going to find out that, like, oh, hey, this guy, you know, went off at the tail end of the, the year. Like, you know, that was Jonathan Taylor last year, right? Like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> you would have drafted Jonathan Taylor at the start of the year to be like, well, I don't want this guy next year. <laughs> you would have quit. And then this year, like, why is everyone drafting Jonathan Taylor so high? And then. When he finishes the RB1, you're like, whoa, whoa, where did this come from? If you're watching the last four games of last year, you would have seen it. A.J. <laughs> Brown, the year before. That's the one that I that I'll always remember. Like, even if you're not 
because AJ Brown was a guy we talked about almost mm. every week at the end of that year in 2019. So Elijah um, Moore could be one of those guys, you know, just down. Yep, next year, yes sir. Yeah, I know I'm be drafting him. <laughs> I pro, pro, I told you you're gonna you're not competing <laughs> with the draft capital. I'm willing to spend on Elijah Moore. Like I got the dude's jersey in my closet, bro. Don't play with me. <laughs> uh, but with that being said, y'all, we definitely appreciate you. I definitely appreciate you kicking in with us during this time. And we will catch y'all on Wednesday when we do the Thursday night preview. I don't even know who's playing. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, this Thursday? It's, uh, yeah. Oh, it's Steelers. <laughs> Steelers someone. I know that. Steelers against the someone. Well, nope. that means the Steelers. There's no opponent. All right. Is it the Browns? Uh, mm, <laughs> I don't know why it won't just give it to me for week 14. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Steelers, Minnesota. Steelers, Minnesota. So not divisional, but no. still probably a good football game. So definitely yeah. tune into that. And if you want to tune into that, then you want to tune into this because we'll be breaking it all down. Fantasy analysis, the the betting analysis. Also, ben, we'll get Ben's last Thursday night game probably, you know. Crazy. Could be the last Thursday night game. We're going to have some Saturday night games coming up soon. So. Oh, no, but Big Ben's last Thursday. like. Oh, Thursday Big night. Ben's last Thursday yeah, night game. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. Ben's last Thursday night game. Who cares? Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's, you know, obviously – Check in with us, streams of the week, covering the game, betting analysis, fantasy analysis, all of that. But until next time, y'all, have a good one. We're out of here. Peace. Yeah.